Welcome to the We're Better Together podcast. I'm Ian Stevenson. And I'm Daniel Ardunia. Each month, we're excited to bring you an incredible interview with someone who has experience in facilitating an environment where people work better together. And each week, we'll share some actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to help you function better together, whether it's in your marriage, family, team, workplace, church, or community. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now let's jump into some content and get better together. We are excited about the content that we have today for we're going to be looking at city movements. And I know for myself, um, as someone that has moved into a city specifically to be a part of what's going on there, I definitely resonate with this. But Ian, for you, I know that you've got some deep resonating with what it is that you do in the city that you and I live in. And so for you, would you just take an opportunity um, from your heart and just and just the heart that you care for this, introduce our guest today and who it is that we'll be talking to. Oh, man, we, we get to talk to a guy I've been getting to know for the past few years. His name is Jeff Fishney, and he runs an organization called Love Our Cities. He's going to tell you all about it here in a minute. But um, this guy's helped over 90 cities hmm. kind of figure out how to work better together how to stimulate a a citywide service day. And from that comes more ongoing service all throughout the year. And uh, this guy's got a heart and a passion for it. So I think you're all going to really enjoy hearing from Jeff and learning from him about what it takes to help people work better together. So uh, with no more waiting, we want to welcome into our broadcast studio uh, Jeff Fishney. So let's welcome Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey good to see you, man. Greetings. How we doing, Jeff? Good to be here. I'm hanging. How about you guys? Good. Yeah, we're doing good, man. We're excited to talk with you today, bro. Awesome. Likewise. I feel the same. Yeah, it's been so great getting to know you over the, the past few years and just seeing the different ways that, that you've helped other cities fight for, for unity. I, I just love your energy and enthusiasm that you bring, you know, to all that you do. So why can you tell us real quickly, just tell the audience real quickly about yourself and love our cities. Yeah. So name is Jeff Fishney. Um, live in Modesto, California, kind of extended Bay area, central Valley, a little below Sacramento, a little above Fresno in that area. Um, got a pretty amazing family, man, with my wife. I got three young kids that are kicking my butt right now at home but I love them like crazy still. Um, and you know, it was about, well, it's 13 years ago when we were in the depth of the recession here in Modesto, all the house foreclosures and the morale here was just horrible. It's just in the toilet here. And, um, you know, we cited to my family and we were like, well, instead of complaining about it, like everyone else was doing. And as you know, legitimately, so a lot of people were losing a lot of, you know, their homes and everything. We said, Hey, let's do something about it. So we started to, you know, get some people together to volunteer at a local park and, and more people came and, and, uh, and then we said, Hey, well, let's dream bigger, you know, let's get more projects together here. And then more people came and, and all of a sudden love Modesto was born. We called it love Modesto rather than people were calling it Modesto sucks before we said, let's call it love (laughs) Modesto. And then, you know, other cities started to show up in the nearby area. And then it, it has taken off these last, you know, 13 years now. Um, to you know, helping cities all over to love their city, you know, to see the good in it, and 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 recognize the challenges and and do something about the challenges. Not complaining on social media like so many people do. Uh, no matter what city they're from, you got your complainers. You got your ten percent who hate their city, no matter what. 
But I believe you, got, you also got your 10% of the people who love their city no matter what. The challenge is this 80% in between. How do we inspire that 80% to, to see that the good in their city and, and to do something about the challenges? So that's what we've been trying to do over these years. And you've done it, man. Like, you've done it. You, you, I've been on calls with you with 12, 13 cities at a time, and you're just encouraging them, stimulating, like what's working, what's not working. How do you do this together? So, man, thank you for your work. Thank you for how you've encouraged us. You know, it's, been, it's been awesome to, to be in your circle a little bit. Absolutely. Thank you. We're just beginning, though, man. 90 cities. <laughs> how many cities are there in the world? We got a long ways to go, man. We got a long ways to go, and but we're on our way. Well, and Jeff, within that, I mean, I, I heard a little bit of the the why in there. The Modesto sucks to love Modesto, but uh, if you could give us a little bit more, why is it that you decided to focus on creating unity in cities in this way? You know, I'll be honest with you, I, it's the only answer. It's mm. the only answer to our cities. There's so much isolationism there's so many people that work in the silos you know and what we've seen is no one gets better when we work in silos i mean individually you might get better for the short term but as a whole the, the city doesn't get better and you know if i help you and you help me we both get better you hmm. know when we champion each other we both get better as a city and so being unified you know and and that we can't unifying everything. I mean, there's some things we can debate and divide and all that, but there's so many things that I believe that people in our city agree upon. So many more things that we agree upon than we disagree upon. So let's focus on the things that we agree upon and let's unify. And we, and, and I, that's what I've seen over these years, man. Our, we have the most far right people, the far left people, all different faiths and all different backgrounds can come together on volunteerism, on bettering their community. And so I think yeah, that's my that's 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 what drives me. Yeah, seeing that kind of unity that comes together, and see the effectiveness, the results mm. that can happen when we do unify like that. That's awesome, man. You can hear the passion in your response there, Jeff, and and that's one of the things I love about you. But you know, the idealistic mm. idea of working together in our cities, I think everyone gets. People get the ideal of wanting to even work yeah. together in their marriage or their family, but it's hard work. Like there's challenges along that way. I mean, it's hard enough working together just in your marriage or with your family, yeah. but with a whole city. I mean, people yeah. like you just said from all different backgrounds, like yeah. what are some of the, the challenges that, that you've seen that you've come up against that keep people from being able to really do that well? Yeah. You know, we started out, you know, working with churches. Um, and, I, you know, I feel like in every city, it seems like there's one big church that doesn't want to play with others, you know, that, that they have, they're all, they got their own resources, you know, and not, and not also big businesses and big nonprofits. I mean, it's whatever the, you know, sometimes it's the government too, um, but they don't want to play with others. And cause they've got their own thing going on and they want to do their own volunteer day, their own, you know, outreach stuff, their own, you know, whatever their service opportunities they do they just want and they want to have their branding on it their name on it you know and um i tell you what that that has been a challenge um to try to you know help these leaders to think bigger than themselves to not just building their own little thing because their own little thing can only get so big but when they unify with others when they when they become a part of the greater good going on in the community man and we need them at the table they have so much to offer 
Um, so it is, it's, it's been a challenge. Um, we've seen a lot of good stories, you know, eventually they, they wake up sometimes and come out of it, but sometimes they don't, sometimes they dig in. And, um, so yeah, that's one of our challenges for sure. Like what, what a transferable principle in the middle of that, right? Daniel, like it's, it's that whole thing of, you know, it's, it's our own pride. It's, it's when we want what we want for us that yeah. it keeps us from working together with others. And, and that yeah. can happen at an organizational level um, with a church, a business, a nonprofit, whatever, that can keep them from wanting to work together in the city. And it can keep us from even wanting to work together in our marriage if we want what we want when we, you know, if it's all about us. So, yeah, what, what a great principle. So how do you help them overcome this challenge, Jeff? Like that, that's a really specific thing. How would you help them overcome those challenges? You, you know, the, the best success that I've seen is not me trying to convince and trying to, you know, and I and I do, I do the best I can do, but it's their people. It's, mm-hmm. their, it's their people that, that do get on board with the greater good in the community. And then they start putting pressure on them saying, why aren't we a part of this thing? This thing's been amazing. Look at what it's doing in our community. What are we doing here? How come we're still doing our own little thing here and we're not a better, the bigger thing here? Honestly, it's been it's been the, the you know the hundreds and thousands of people that attend these churches or as a part of these organizations, they start getting on board and they put the pressure on their leaders, and then their leaders finally jump on board. Sometimes reluctantly, but sometimes <laughs> they they sometimes they do get excited. Then they apologize and say, "We we're you know we messed up. We we should have been a part of this thing a long time ago." So, it, so yeah, I I can do all the convincing I can, but it's even better when when their followers you know put the pressure on them. To get involved That's pretty funny it almost sounds like it's sort of like a, a incognito community intervention right <laughs> that's what that's what it takes to to drive that's us good. out of our selfishness sometimes right yeah no, that's it's, good it sounds like some principles that i've seen of movements happening where it's one person not quite there yet two people not quite there yet but when that third person jumps in all of a sudden you've got a movement going and i think i hear some of what you're saying within that, some of these larger communities, it's like, oh, all of a sudden it just moved from one person. Now there's a few people in this church community that are joining in on something. All of a sudden the, the, they're, they're putting that that movement back onto the rest of their community saying, let's go. And when you've got yeah. some of that, it's hard to look at them and be like, how can we not How can we not be a part of this thing that's bigger than, right. than us at this point now? Our, our people are doing it. How, how can we not join alongside them? That's, that's amazing. No, that's good. That's exactly what's happened. No doubt about it. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's hard work doing this stuff, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, the next thing we wanted to ask you was, you know, why do you stay at it? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's gotta be frustrating trying to get a bunch of people. Like there's gotta be ups and downs. I mean, you know, how do you stay at it? You've been at it now for a number of years. How many years have you been doing this and like what keeps you in it? So, yeah, so 13, probably, yeah, 13, 14 years ago, we really started to, um, I mean, actually even, you know, the genesis of this even started before then when I was a college pastor, man, these young mm-hmm. people I work with, they're like, we don't want to keep attending a service. We want to go out and, and do it. I mean, and so they taught me more than I taught them. Um, so really, I mean, I just see, yeah, young people, even throughout history, college-age young people have led movements, have inspired movements. Um, 
you know, so for this many years, you know, I don't know, man, it's just so rewarding though. I mean, that's, it is hard. I get it. It's hard. There's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of, and it's not even the no's that suck, to be honest with you. It's the no answers. Mm. It's, 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 it's not hearing back, you know, and, um, you know, and I, I don't say my faith, I think it keeps me going. That's, that's probably the foundational thing. My faith just tells me not to give up and that this is the right thing. Um, I believe when Jesus comes to town, things should get better. <laughs> things should get better. That, that right there motivates me more than anything else. So even when nothing seems like it's getting better, you know, I just keep at it and you keep at it. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm finding a growing number of people who are identifying with what we're talking about here is that they don't want to be a part of the big silo. They want to be a part of something greater in the community, something that isn't self-serving, something yeah. that is other serving. They want to be a part of a movement that really is making a difference and not just putting their logo on, you know, their, their company logo or their church logo on things. So I think that's what's been really inspiring and just seeing this growing number of people, not only in my town, but in cities all over the place. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see this happening everywhere is that people want to better their communities and they want to do it together. They want to be unified and, and, and they want to work with people who maybe have different beliefs and different backgrounds. It's kind of a cool thing. You get to learn and they're not the enemy. You learn that there's some beautiful people out there and they might believe different than you, but man, if they're against crime, I'm against crime. Let's work together. Let's, mm-hmm. let's get it get together, you know, and then they get to see the real, my real faith and not get, get to hear about it. What's on TV. That's been misconstrued. You know, they get to see yeah. my, my faith. And I see their faith, what it really is too, you know, or whatever their, their background is and the, the different ethnic backgrounds. It's been amazing to discover so many people learn about so many different people, especially here in California. Man, I love out here. There's so many different backgrounds. And when you learn, when you serve together for the common, you know, good of the community, man, everyone gets better in that way. I really do. Absolutely. I mean, there's the, what you say in there that I think is, it lives deep inside of so many people, if not most people, is that idea of being a part of something that is bigger than ourselves. And I, and I feel like what you're saying, once that gets unlocked, it's, yeah. there's so much passion that can raise up. There's, there is so much unity that can come around that. Um, it's just about trying to unlock that that sense of being a part of something bigger coming out of you. But so beautiful when it happens is a lot of what I just heard you saying uh, within within what continues to drive you and what you see. Yeah, you know, this last year obviously has been incredibly challenging for for all of us, and I just think even politically, just seeing our country, it's been just it's been so difficult to see this divide. Yeah. that's happened in our in our country. This last October 3rd, we had our volunteer day. We had all the COVID safe, everything just, you know, but we could do some things. We did a lot of outside projects, beautification. The coolest picture I saw was this guy with this Joe Biden t-shirt on, you know, Biden for president t-shirt on next to a guy with this red hat, mm. <laughs> this Trump t-shirt on. And they're out there pulling weeds and pull, you know, beautifying this garden together and yeah. talking together. And, and, and you know what? They realize they're so different in on their in their their politics, but by beautifying this local park, they were together. And they and as, as I talk with them, like they got to know each other. They realized they each other weren't the enemies, you know. Yeah. And maybe they had a different view on how things should go. But when when you're together in relationship like that, 
I mean, it overcomes so much of the division that's out there. And I think that's what I, I love what I do. And, you know, this, this passion for unity within a city is when you can be together and get to know each other in relation and work together on a project that you can both agree upon. It, it, it breaks down all that division junk that gets in the way here. And, uh, and so and we're not seeing that happen in our country. Everyone's behind their computers. You know, so many people are fighting and debating and all that. And yeah. if we could just get together volunteering and working together, you know, in our cities for the things that we agree upon, man, things are going to get better. And I believe that's what's happening. And I, especially coming out of this pandemic, man, I'm super hopeful. I'm super mm-hmm. hopeful that we can engage our communities full on again, like we were before. Yeah. So Jeff, you know, as, as you've been doing all this work for these years, like what would be some key principles uh, that you've learned that you think can carry over and everyone should keep in mind as they try to create more collaboration, more unity in their various contexts? What, what would be some principles that you'd, you'd love to drop and share with our audience to, to kind of encourage them down that road and in whatever context they're working in? Yeah. Well, I mean, and I'm going to say this, I haven't, haven't come close to perfecting how to do these things. Okay. I'm just learning myself. I'm trying to grow in these things as well. But the number one thing is humility. Mm -hmm. I mean, humility. When we approach our community, when we approach our marriage, when we quote our family, you know, our business or our church or whatever, you know, environment you're in, if you approach it with arrogance, you're not going to get anywhere. You mean you're not going to win people over. You might, for the short term, inspire a few people, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna have a big difference. You're just not going to. But if you come with this learning attitude, and and you come into a community and say, "What can we do to help? What can we? We don't know. We, we want to come alongside you. We're not here to because we don't. Sometimes we can come in and see a, a neighborhood and say, "Man, that really needs to get cleaned up," and then we go clean it up. But what was the point if the neighborhood's not behind it? You know, mm-hmm. and you're coming in parachuting in thinking you know all the answers. You don't know all the answers. Uh, I think if we come humbly, and I think a lot of people with leadership gifts, they struggle with humility, and me being one of them. Um, so I think humility, humility, humility is is the first place to start. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I really believe that. The second thing I think of is, you know, the power of a neutral convener, you know, in any community is, is just huge. <clears throat> the power of a neutral convener can be one who can champion others. You know, and and not be it just about themselves. Every community needs a neutral convener who can bring together all different people, all different, you know, backgrounds, beliefs, and all that together for that common good. If you don't have a neutral convener, then people are suspicious. They don't want to go to your church facility if you're going to hold some unity event because it's at your church facility, <laughs> or you know, or whatever. You got to have a neutral place in town hmm. and a neutral person or a neutral team of people that can bring all different backgrounds together. And that, new, that, that neutrality can promote unity. That neutrality can promote and should promote, champion all the good that is happening in the community. And so, you know, those are just a couple of things that, that really stand out to me. I've got more, but humility and the power of neutral con- convener is just huge. That's so good. Thank so you. good. Yeah, Jeff, I'd love to draw from your well a little bit more just because I, I feel like we have another minute or two before I got to ask this last question. But um, I saw I saw in, a, in another interview of yours, maybe from years past, just learning about the things that you would not do again. 
And I was reading about how you would not have low expectations for project leaders, how you would not have low expectations if you were to do it again for business involvement. But just to draw from your well a little bit more in that realm, like even in that realm, what what have you learned in terms of like setting expectations and, and how you've seen that play out? Well, that is good. I mean, if you dream small, you'll you'll get small. You know, if you dream big, mm-hmm. you'll get big. If you expect little, you'll get little. If you expect a lot, you get a lot. You know, um, I, I I really believe that the challenge in our, you know, again, if it's in our marriages, if it's in our community or whatever it is, is 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 we don't dream and and plan big enough. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really on the leaders. Sometimes I think we say, oh, our cities, man, our people are towns are not engaged, not involved. Well, why aren't our people in our cities engaged and involved? Look in the mirror. It's because of leadership. I, I hate to say it because I know it's true is that if, if I don't have my neighbors, if they're not out there volunteering, if they're not out there getting, you know, taking care of our neighborhood, well, I can blame them for it. Or a true leader, though, goes, if you really are a leader, if you, you know, you're going to be leading then. You know, and so and I, I think if if we're leading well, people will follow. If we make it easy for people to sign up, to get involved, to get engaged, people will do it. I've seen it over these 13 years. I've seen it. Um, but if we make it hard, if we make it if we make it confusing you know, and if we don't inspire very well and if we guilt people rather than inspiring people, people are going to get involved. Um, but if but if they if we do it right, if we you know cast a great vision, a big vision, like let's really. Like Modesto, I mean, we are one of the worst cities. We we're on all these worst cities lists 13 years ago. I mean, literally every worst cities list we were on. We're the car theft capital of the world. We're the meth capital. I mean, we had all this horrible, like, you know, stories that are being told about our city. And so we said, hey, from the beginning, let's make this one of the great turnaround stories in American history. Man, let's become one of the best cities. And we're not there yet, okay? But you know what? We're off on all these worst cities lists. And it's not just because of us. It's because of collaboration with others. I mean, we have so many people in our town that want to collaborate and work together for the good of our community. Um, But, you know, if you dream like that, you know, I mean, it's going to come. I mean, because you're going to fight for it. And um, so, yeah, I think high expectations. you got to dream and have high expectations. Dude, and that's so true, whether it's your marriage, your family. Right. Your business, your church, Mm -hmm. your community. um, That is just a huge carryover principle because it's sometimes it's that big dream that keeps you fighting for unity, fighting for working together because you see more that can be. So, man, Jeff, golden, golden nuggets, man. I, I can't wait to push this podcast out. Uh, I have so many people I'm going to send it to directly and say, you've got to listen to this one. So, so good. It's so good, Jeff. It's so good. I think you just hit at, at, I read something about your heart and I think you just expressed it too, which was somewhere around this idea of like, if, if you were gone from a city, if a church was gone from a city, would people even notice that you're gone. And I think what you just said right there, and even what Ian's saying, like that can be applied to like, if would, would my wife know, like if I, if, if I'm not living in the way that, that, that I need to be, if I'm not dreaming big, if I'm not like, would she even recognize that, that I'm gone or these relationship with this friend or city movements that are happening. And so that's so awesome. And, and Jeff, within this too, uh, I mean, all of this stuff that we're drawing out, how, how can people get a hold or get involved with love our cities um, if they want to start working better together in their cities, how can they connect with you? 
Yeah, I mean, so I think first thing is go to our website, you know, lovercities.org, lovercities.org. If you want to just contact me directly, Jeff at lovercities.org is my email address, Jeff at lovercities.org. And would love to help your city. If your city doesn't have a, a community-wide, a city-wide volunteer day, man, we've got a plug and play. We, we've got it all ready to go for you. We'd love to help you to get that day to be the most amazing day that you, maybe your city has ever had, your, your highlight day of the year in your city. Um, but the day is not the end, though. We want that day to be the beginning of the ongoing, continual volunteerism and pride in your community. And what we've seen is so many cities have a lot of things going on, but they don't have that catalytic event that can, that can really inspire all the other good things you have going on. So we want to help you, you know, in big ways or small ways. Uh, we want to be a help to help your city to be the best that you want it to be. Well, Jeff, man, I can't thank you enough. You know, we literally could talk for over an hour on this stuff and just keep sure. learning, but we try to keep it tight for our audience so they can get some nuggets and keep going with their day. But thank you so much. And I'm just excited for our friendship, the partnership we're, we're working on with Trellis and with Love Our Cities together, man. It, it, I look forward to working better together with you uh, in, in the days ahead. And we so appreciate you taking time to do this with us today, bro. You, you have a great day and, and be blessed. And uh, I know that you're even battling COVID right now yourself and, and here you are online with us. So uh, shows your commitment and uh, we appreciate you, man. God Thank bless you, you and your family. All right. Thank you so I much. Appreciate you both. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Daniel, that was some good stuff, huh, bro? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, two things that, that I drew. One it was what you actually said at the end, just dealing with COVID. But what blows me away is that when you're passionate about something, look at how that can even change your physical like presence, like just how passionate he is about what he's doing. Even in the midst of dealing with COVID, you could still see like the energy that it drew out of him. Yeah. Um, and there's something to be said about that, not just in being sick, but just when you're when you dream big and when you find passion, something that just drives your passion, man, how that can impact your physical presence and your energy and, and, and just and moving you forward is great. I think the other thing that stuck out to me was something that he said earlier, which was that sense that everyone, we've all got things that we dis disagree on, but he said, how can you find the things that you agree on that you can then find you like as a place of unity? So instead of focusing on where we disagree, is there a way to actually talk and say, what are the things we agree on? Okay, how can we get together then to chase after something together in that sense? And I thought, what a great, what a great principle and a great view to try to look at in terms of ways to be better together and to create unity. But yeah, Ian, for you, what were what was anything that stood out to you? Well, some of the same stuff for you. You know, that whole agree on thing goes back to what we talk about all the time with focus. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have that focus thing. So um, Jeff's done a great job of, of making that clear in their organization. And I loved his humility piece and I loved the dream big piece. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for our listeners, as you're, as you're thinking about where you're working for unity in your context, where you're fighting for unity at your marriage, your family, your business, is there a focus? Is there humility? Are you dreaming big? Because that's what you'll rally people together around. So, um, yeah, those were, those were some of the things I heard and I hope encourage our audience as they're on their journey 
to uh, to fight for unity. We need more and more people fighting for unity, folks. Whether it's your city, your marriage, whatever it is, you know, make sure you're doing that. We're going to keep dropping this content every Monday, or at least on the first of every month. We're going to have an interview like this, and yeah. then the weeks in between, we're going to have ten minute. Uh, pump you ups, 10 minute focus things to just kind of keep you in the game. Cause we know that this journey of fighting for unity, it's long and we all need encouragement. We all need uh, this focus to, to kind of keep us in it. So we hope this has helped and encouraged you as you're doing that. Yeah. And we would just leave you by encouraging you from what, what we drew out of this today and anything that you drew, I think the three things that we would just encourage you as you walk away today in pursuing unity in your own sectors, humility, find those things that you can agree on with the people in that community and dream big. We really look forward to to continuing this journey with, with all of you. So have a great day.